Hello, folks. Welcome to the Hire My VA Team and Business Building Podcast brought to you by Ugozi.com. In this podcast and at Hire My VA, we help you to reclaim your freedom through hiring and thriving with virtual assistants without breaking the bank. And of course, that means your bank, the most important bank. Folks, I'm Dave Braun, and I'm on with my usual best buddy, partner in crime, Larry Broughton. And we're here to answer your questions. And of course, answer our own questions about team and business building and sometimes even life. Larry, tell me. Hello, handsome Dave. <laughs> How are you, my friend? <laughs> yeah, I had, I'm doing great. I had somebody um, tell me, yeah, I listened to all your episodes and yeah, handsome Dave. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> it's sticking, right? <laughs> I know it's, it's, it's sticking. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah you your haircut since I last saw you. I did. You are quite handsome. I did. Well, thank you. Thank you. It feels better to have uh, less weight up here. Yeah. Helps my neck, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) All right. right. I think we got a part two here. We remember correctly. We do. Yeah. Okay. This is part two. This is um, episode 130 Mm -hmm. and 129 was part one, but we're going to answer the same question and which is normally what you do with a part two, right, Larry? Is that the way it works? (laughs) Sequel. Perhaps. (laughs) There you go. And normally, right, in in movies, how often is the second part the best? Quite a bit. Anyway. Okay. Here's the question. How do I avoid burnout and what do I do if I'm burned out, especially while still working? Yeah. Yeah. This has been on my mind. I, I guess it was last week, I guess, when we recorded part one. But on my mind a lot lately, Dave, just for personal stuff. I mean, you, you know what's going on in my life, right? I've got all kinds of stuff. But like we did last time, Dave, I know there's going to be a lot of folks who are kind of jumping right into this one, and they're not going to go back and listen to part one. We encourage you to go back and Please. listen to part one. But I know some of you are not going to. You're going to be like Larry. And just because we have asked you to do it, you're going to say, screw that. I'm not going to do it. So let <laughs> me, I think first we had to, Dave, is maybe define what is burnout. Yeah, really quickly, we can do that real right, quick. So as, bur- as yeah, it, we the, had it in the up, other episode, yeah. I know, but some people aren't going to go look at that. So maybe I can do it in two or three sentences. Sure. But burnout is really just a form of um, exhaustion um, that is caused by just feeling absolutely swamped. And as a result, um, I guess it's, it's kind of, it comes from an extreme and ongoing, and that's kind of one of the keys here, ongoing emotional and physical mental stress. You know, oftentimes, not always, oftentimes when we talk about burnout, it's related to our job, right? Um, But it creeps in when we're overwhelmed, when we're emotionally depleted, um, and we're just trying to deal with life's incessant demands. You know, that, that, that tends to be what burnout is. It's an emotional and physical and mental exhaustion. And I think it's it's continuous, right? It's not to where every single, oh, let me back up. So as entrepreneurs, we're going to have days where it's just going to suck and we're back, we want to quit and we want to roll over and pull the covers over our head. There's going to be days like that every now and then, but that's really, really got to be the exception. If it's yeah. not, then you're you're headed to burnout or you're there. Yeah, that's why I tried in the beginning, like put emphasis on this, that it's the continuous feeling yes. of being swamped and overwhelmed, 
right? That's what leads to burnout. Cause as you said, you're going to have days that are just going to suck. And you know, that's things are coming from at you from every different direction. That's not burnout. That's just a crappy day. And in reality, it may not be that way. Meaning you may not have a ton of stuff to do, but you feel it right. That's yeah, sure. That's the thing. Feel it. Sure. And of course we've talked about stress before how stress can be good the the right kind of stress uh-huh. we need to have stress in our lives to grow in every area in you know especially physically and mentally emotionally spiritually we need certain types of stress but it needs to be a period for a period of time that's why in uh, professional sports they have the extreme stress of the season and the postseason yeah. but then they have the off season where they get to um, spend some time recovering yeah yeah so okay. we just should we remind people this of a couple of the ones uh, that we talked about already or just jump into it? It's up to you. Uh, maybe we can talk about um, maybe a couple of them that were really important to us. Okay. Go ahead. What so you, maybe one of the got? first, the first ones I think that really, really helps and helps us both survive are the uh, friendships and relationships. Yeah. Key ones in your life where you can feel like you're safe with other people. Yeah. And we go and expand on that a lot in the previous episode. So listen to that. But I think that is really, really, really important. Yeah. Uh, the couple for me is, um, and I think we talked about in the last one, we're actually going to do a topic on this at some point soon. It's actually consider therapy, um, but also journaling really helps. It helps put things in perspective. Because sometimes when we write things down, Dave, they're not as big and grandiose as we really think they are yep. right? in, in our minds in, in the moment. And um and also, I think getting some physical exercise is one of the things I've been really doing lately mm-hmm. is actually getting out and getting some movement, getting some yeah. sun uh, on me. Uh, but the, the physical movement seems to alleviate some of the stress, too. Oh, it does. It does. It, there's a whole list. I think we hit went into detail on seven or eight or nine, maybe in the previous episode. Yeah, something like that. So let's go into um, some of the, the other ways, because we have a pretty darn big list <laughs> of all the different things. And yeah. so let's get to those. Okay. Okay. Good. Okay. Well, maybe one of them, I think the next one we would talk about would be um, volunteering with an organization uh, to serve others less fortunate than yourself. I like that. Yeah, you know, um, some of the stuff that I do and, and, you know, it's great to volunteer and that's awesome. But what really helps reset your perspective, because sometimes burnout can be caused by we get a a skewed perspective that that it's all about us and it's my issues and it's my problems. Mm -hmm. And your world starts becoming all around you as opposed to um, getting outside of yourself and especially to people working with people that are. Um, less fortunate than you. Yeah, it's that perspective thing, right? Like, I really don't have it that bad. You know, <laughs> yeah. you hear sometimes people talk about, you know, oh, that's a first world problem when they're making fun of themselves, right? Um, and uh, so I think that's a really good one. And I use this reminder oftentimes. And I don't, honestly, folks, don't jump on me because I don't know who really needs to get credit for this uh, saying, but I've heard Mother Teresa often time accredited for it or attributed for it, that there is no higher calling in serving others. Um, but this is where the volunteering, uh, com- comes in. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think it's important to volunteer. There's going to be times when you're going to recognize that you are in a better place than other people from, you know, maybe all kinds of different perspectives, but 
you can recognize it. But if you're actually serving those people, I think that will really help you in burnout. So let me give you an example. Yeah. I mean, some of the stuff that I do, you know, with the jails going in, when I see see some of the guys. Wait, 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 wait. Don't just brush over that because some people don't know. Okay. Well, one of the things that I do is um, on occasion go into some of the local jails and do um, Protestant services, uh, do like a little sermon, all that kind of stuff and lead them in singing, which which is <laughs> so anyway, just going into a place like that is like, oh my gosh, I'm so thankful for the great decisions I've made in life. They've never been perfect, of course, and I have my own problems, but holy smokes, it's nothing compared to those guys. One decision away could have you there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm just so thankful that I made some great decisions. So um, Larry, let me contrast that with something else sure. um, that just happened this last week at church is okay. that um, actually it was the, the week before um, sitting, um, you know, we like to sit in front, Cheryl and me, and then there was an open space in the first row in front of us. And there were, I think there were three people um, in wheelchairs, electric wheelchairs that rolled up and they were, you know, worshiping and praising. Gang? Huh? Gang activity? <laughs> A gang of wheelchair people? <laughs> yeah, I guess. But no, they were there and they were praising and it just, it made yeah. me feel grateful and thankful how, sure. um, you know, I'm so physically healthy. Um, but that does, that in and of itself, that made me feel fortunate and help, yeah. but it doesn't, didn't do anything for, for burnout. It's not very long lasting. That's why it's important to volunteer somewhere on a regular basis. It's not like a one-time thing and which is good, but it's better to do it continually. Like what you guys um, have done in the past pre pandemic at Broughton hotels with um, you know, the um, you know, the sandwiches and the lunches that you guys would do once a month. That was yeah. amazing. Yeah, so what Dave's talking about is that uh, we would stop everything that we're doing uh, in the home office, no matter whether we had clients there or not. If clients were there, they'd have to come in and help us. We'd make about 200 sack lunches mm -hmm. for um, uh, an area um, teen shelter and uh, homeless uh, shelter program. Yeah. And that was fun. It, brought, it built a sense of camaraderie, but we we're also serving uh, the community uh, at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. So those are those, those things really, really help because if you do those on a regular basis, it can help you really reset your perspective and say, you know, it is, um, this life is not all about me and it will help you to maybe get over the hump a little bit of your burnout. Well, it's interesting because it does bring up, and maybe we just need to get a little bit more specific on this. You, you and I have both alluded to it, but I do believe that by getting in touch with, um, our spiritual side and maybe recognizing that maybe, maybe, just maybe, uh, it's not an accident uh, that we're here and pursuing that. Even if you don't come up with a solid formal sense of belief about it, the pursuit of a spiritual thing really grounds a lot of people, mm -hmm. which is a little bit nutty. Mm -hmm. And that's how I kind of came, came, came to, you know, the, the faith system that I have was just through searching, you know, um, and so getting intentional about that and what I have found that through um, that morning uh, meditation and reading and setting my intentions for the day, um, it takes the um, it takes the anxiety away. One of the things I like to remind folks is that um, gratitude and anxiety can't live in the same space at the same time. Right. And so that spiritual quest 
just asking the questions. Why am I here? What am I doing? Like, is this really what I'm supposed to be here? Is there something that's bigger than me out there? I think that really brings peace and understanding uh, for a lot of people. And um, one of the conversations, I just feel that in my gut to say it, one of the conversations you and I and our, our group last week started talking about is, you know, psychedelics in a lot of religious, you know, circles over, you know, the millennia. It's very interesting just to pursue the knowledge uh, from that, the pursuit of, you know, um, asking, I'm just a big one, like asking questions when it comes yeah. to the spiritual stuff. So I, I am no theologian, <laughs> by the way, <laughs> and everything I say may be wrong. Um, but I, I do, I know that in my deepest seasons of burnout, uh, Dave, you know this, that it's been this quest that has kind of kept me more grounded and put, put things in perspective. Yeah, and it, it's kind of feeding something that um, really energizes you, that helps to refresh you mentally, helps to reset mm -hmm. your perspective, is that learning about other things, because you're an avid, avid researcher and, and reader and listener and, and all that. And you, Larry, you're able to synthesize a lot of information together mm -hmm. um, pretty quickly, pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and share it with others. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, speaking of that, um, I think that lends to, um, you know, one of the things that's so important to help you with burnout is to, um, think about your strengths. You know, be, this oh, is one of things sure. we've talked about in several podcasts about, sure. you know, the Gallup strengths finder assessment and, um, you know, figuring out what your top five are and hopefully all of them. But the idea then is to help you avoid burnout is figuring out what those are, but spend time, especially at the beginning of the day, um, feeding what those strengths are. So for example, remember Keith Baldwin? Hello. <laughs> you remember Keith Baldwin? Of course. So remember, he sent us these uh, mugs. If you guys can't see this, you're listening. I've got a mug that shows my top five strengths, learner, analytical, intellectual, Relator and discipline. So learner is my top strength. And a lot of people have that, which means if you want to help yourself avoid burnout, do something at the beginning of every day to learn, learn something. And conversely, try to stay away from those areas where you just, it's not in your strength. That's where a lot of burnout in organizations and individuals comes from. Yes. Is that they're working outside their strengths. And you had mentioned the Gallup I'm sorry, it's now called the, the Clifton Strength Clifton, Finders. Yeah. Um, but it's one of the reasons why you and I are such big avid um, believers in those types of assessments, including the Colby A index or the octogram um, to identify. Um, if you are in a role where you're expected to be a pioneer or a visionary or a strategist, but you're more of an analytical type, who's a high fact finder, but you're, you're kind of oh, forced. That's me. <laughs> yeah. But you're forced out there on the edge. It scares the hell out of you. And there's anxiety that comes in where somebody like me, I thrive on that. I like to be the guy that's on the edge of the building. Who's going to jump off and I'll figure it out as, as I fall, you know, I'll build the plane on the way down. So you need to understand yourself uh, in the, in these areas. And so imagine if you're the, business owner or CEO of an organization, and you can take the pulse of your organization, realize that there's a lot of burnout in the organization, you might want to ask yourself, are my team members working in their strengths? And if it's you personally, you need to do a little bit of an assessment and say, okay, 
like maybe the three column exercise that we talk about often. And if you don't know what that is, put a note in the comments, wherever you're listening to this podcast, and we'll get back to you. But identify what am I doing on a daily basis is sucking my lifeblood. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you got to delete, delegate, defer, or do those things. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, that I think is really important. Identify your strengths, work on your strengths as much as possible. Most surveys have shown that we spend about single digits of our, of our day working in our strengths. Most of the time is spent working in areas that are outside our strengths. No wonder we feel burned out or frustrated. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Good one. And that, and that can be a, that can actually be a very healing process. So in other words, you know, maybe you like me, if I have to spend a lot more time as a visionary, which is outside of my strengths, according to, you know, during, during the normal, normal week, yeah. if I can take, you know, a Saturday or Sunday or another day off and not do that, that's very restorative. Yeah. Yeah. And we've kind of alluded to this, Dave, about knowing yourself, right? It yeah. does take a little bit of really studying your navel. Um, and my sense, Dave, is that you're not going to know this until you have lived life a little bit. And that is this. We got to know our breaking point. Mm. You know, we've got to be able to see the little dot on the horizon of that train heading towards us, you know, and then start taking course corrective action. As soon as you see that dot on the horizon heading our way, if you don't recognize that train until it is on you, this is where hospitalization comes in. This is where physical and emotional and spiritual breakdown happens. Um, is when we just don't recognize it. And that, frankly, Dave, just comes from um, bad experiences and maturity, being able to recognize recognize it. I don't know anyone who can kind of, um, again, I'm not a theologian. I'm not an expert on, on some of this stuff. I'm just sharing you with you my, my thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes somebody who's really aware to know that they're approaching burnout if they've never been in there before. Right. So you have to recognize the warning signs. I'm feeling anxious. I'm avoiding. I'm procrastinating. Um, I'm snapping at my, you know, love partners. Um, I'm uh, calling in sick to work. Those things are all warning signs um, that should help you identify what your breaking point is. Does that make sense? Yeah. And and a companion to that is for you to be aware of that is what we talked about in the previous episode is journaling. Um, oh yeah, yeah right. Yeah. You know, yeah. if you're starting to feel like, "Hey, I'm starting to hate my life or hate my job or whatever," it's mm-hmm. time to be journaling and seeing is this, um, you know, a, a continual thing, continual yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. And and like you said, Larry, it's good to do it before you reach that breaking point. Be breaking point because then you can maybe rationally do something about it. If you're, if you're, if if you get into the hospital, what are you going to do about it? I mean, you're you're messed up for a long time. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's interesting, Dave, um, in that like the last few of these that we've talked about, including, you know, identifying um, or getting in touch with your spiritual side and knowing your breaking point, some of the kind of side topics we've talked about, kind of lead into this next one. If you're aware of that, then you can identify like, what's your why? You hear this all the time. People have written books about this, <laughs> right? In fact, we got part of my victory book that focuses on this. What's your vision? What's the mission for your business and for your life? Because those things should spur us on towards excellence. It should spur us on towards reaching our fullest potential. It should inspire us to do great things, right? And when you focus on that aspirational thing, you tend to accept like, yeah, I'm going to have to get down. It's like, 
okay, I want to get to 10% body fat and I want to weigh 245 pounds. That's not going to happen just by me, you know, wishing upon a star. I'm going to have to get down and do the hard work. I'm going to have to do the push ups. I'm going to have to get into the gym, right? That's but right. I've got to have that goal, right? And that's what your vision, your mission, your why is. And it really ought to be more than just the piles of cash that you want to be rolling in, you know, on, on your bed. You know, for me, it's about my children and building legacy, right? And making an impact uh, on, on the world. It really needs to be aspirational. Um, and when you have that kind of aspirational lofty goal, you're willing to take a few more slings and arrows. Yeah, that aspirational lofty goal will help give you a little bit of energy um, yes. as well. Great point. Right? Yeah. And, and there will be times when you say, you know, okay, I know, I, you know, I'm feeling a little bit burned out, but okay, I know I'm going to have to go through some of these if I'm going to um, be successful at it. Yeah. And so you become a little bit more self-aware, like yeah. we we're talking about knowing your breaking point sure. uh, previously. Yeah, that's excellent. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, we, we talked about your, you know, your why and your vision yeah. and mission, but you know, something that may be a little bit, and that may sound airy fairy and it's not, believe me. Um, but you know, here's maybe something a little bit more practical that we could do is shortening our work time. Um, some, right. So in other words, it could be that you were just working way, way too many hours and yeah. that maybe what you could do um, make a little bit of a, you know, a contract agreement with yourself or a pact with yourself that like says, that. all right, um, I'm going to bust my butt for first three or four hours of the day. I'm going to take the rest of the day off for three days a week or something like that. Um, and then use that afternoon off to, um, to recharge yourself. And that's really, really important. You don't just take the afternoon off to potentially, you know, Netflix, uh, a bunch of shows. It would be something that would help you to restore. And Larry, um, I know that you had um, a friend of yours that was doing something like this, not on a daily basis, but they were busting their butt for a few weeks every quarter. Remember? Yeah. Remember yeah. So, well, there's two things I want to want to share. I'll, I'll do that one second. But the first one is I did have a business partner years ago who recognized before I did that I was approaching burnout. I was getting short. I was getting resentful, those types of things. And so he forced me he said, dude, you have got to take at least one three-day weekend a month yeah, just to get away. And I said, but I've got so much to do. And he said, well, and he, he did talk me into it after some kicking and screaming. You become more productive when you have some emotional margin mm. in your life. Yes. Right? When you're burned out, you lose efficiency. You're not working at an optimal level. Um, and so by taking that, like, like you said, that half day, whatever it is, you got to find something that works for you. Now, yes, I, I get that the, you may be in a business where you're in a season where you cannot take weekends off. I get that or two days off in a row. I understand that there are seasons, but as you said, Dave, get, taking a half day off once a week, most people can figure that out. Mm. And if you know that that is the goal, you're going to sprint a little bit more. And that's what my friend I'm going to use his name here, George Lanza, who is a business broker. He owns a business brokerage. And um, I've shared the story a bunch of times where he takes four, month, four months off a year. He takes one month off a quarter. Okay. That's right. I remember him saying, you know, I can sprint for eight weeks knowing that I'm going to get four weeks off at the end of this. Yeah. Think about that, right? 
that's a pretty great goal. But here's the key. He didn't do that just the first day he opened the business. He had to build a team around him. He had to have some support stuff. He had to make mm -hmm. sure he had a team that was working in their strengths about all the stuff that we were talking early, about earlier. Yeah. Right? And so he and his bride every you know quarter take a month off. Wow. How awesome would that be? That would be amazing. But, you know, to me, that requires a ton of discipline because there's always going to be that temptation after those eight weeks. Oh, wow. I'm going to be off for four weeks. Well, let me just cut into that because there's this new project that I want to do. <laughs> no, he schedules it in the beginning of the year. He know, they know when they're taking time off. Mm. I mean, obviously, if there are, you know, marriages or deaths or those types of extreme things, they... They'll, they'll cut into it, but most things they, it's sacrosanct. Is that the yeah. Right word? Yeah. 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 Well, that's, that's good. Um, yeah. uh, man, I, I, that's, that's a really good aspirational goal in and of itself. Yeah. You know, to really make a difference, to really push, you know, part of your time and then recover the rest of the time. That's really cool. Well, another thing, Dave, um, is that if you can take this time off, like, like George does, that's a time where you can actually focus on trying new things, yeah. trying to really get good at something new. You know, like I, one of the things like I've been riding horses for years, but I've never take right, never taken riding lessons. Ah. Right. And I can, I've decided I re, I want to become a, like a really good or get really good at horseback riding. Right. And so, and I've been thinking, all right, I keep postponing it. Okay. I thought, well, I'm going to do it during the pandemic. Right. But I'm not, I'm not scheduling it yet. Right. And so by taking time off, it forces you to do that. Mm -hmm. Right. But find something that you really want to get good at, whether it's guitar playing or ukulele playing, or maybe it's a task in your business. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe it's something you, you've realized, Hey, I've got an inclination towards this, but I've never really had an opportunity to get really good at it. Right. Um, but Dave, to get really good at something, you're gonna have to suck at it for a while. So oh, it does yeah. take a little bit of humility in the beginning and you have to celebrate the little victories or the little wins that you have along the way. Right. So get really good at something. Um, and oftentimes entrepreneurs, leaders, high achievers have a hard time sucking at things. They want to do things that they're good at, <laughs> but the, the folks I've seen who have had enduring success and who have grown big businesses and they still have joy, in their life are those people who are willing to fail and start things new. Yeah. I, just, I just did a, um, a series of interviews for a new general manager for one of our hotels last week. And it was one of the things I was asking, like, when's the last time you learned something new? And Good for question. most of us, it's a difficult, like, oh my gosh, I can't, I can't remember when I tried something new. You, on the other hand, Dave, who's a learner, you're learning stuff new all the time. Trying to, yeah, yeah. Trying to, yeah. So anyway. Yeah, um, that's good stuff. I, I think that, that'll help people out by trying something new. Hey, um, you know, we are, folks, we've been at this for like 20 plus minutes. We still have a ways to go. Larry, you want to power through? Let's do another one and then maybe we can break it into part three. Okay, let's do that. So um, related to that, um, you know, get really, getting really good at something you may have to, if you're going to do that, or if you're going to journal, or you may have to do something like changing your physical working location. Oh gosh. Yeah. Right. Maybe not every day, but on, you know, on occasion, um, 
you know, I've had some times, Larry, when, you know, we're, you're working from home, I'm working from home. We've had, I've had some times when the power has been out for the day and then I'll go somewhere else. It's amazing. Even if I've gone to a McDonald's and sat in there um, with a bunch of people around me, just going there a different place, I have um, felt really, really productive. I was able to block everything out. Just that change of environment helps. Um, now, like for me personally, I've got three monitors, you know, my MacBook Pro and I got two on the sides uh -huh. and those help me to be productive, but mentally sometimes just going somewhere else is going to really, really help. Yeah. There's times for me where I've uh, gone to the backyard. I've got a nice view out towards, you know, you've, you've seen it, Dave. Yeah. Um, that has kind of inspired me at times. Um, I had some work being done on my house uh, about a month ago and this is so silly, but I just went and I worked in my car. I parked my car at a nice yeah. place and was sitting out with a beautiful view. And, you know, my car has that sun roof. So it felt like I was sitting out in the open space. But I had the power, I had the AC going and, uh, you know, working on my computer. I was shocked at how productive uh, I felt. I really agree with, agree with that, Dave. I remember, and it's time for me to do it again. I remember it's kind of like I'm in the same space, but I did change my office around. I had my desk on the other wall for a while yeah. and um, just changing that up made me feel like, well, I'm kind of in the new, new space. You got to trick your mind a little bit <laughs> so, so, sometimes, right? So. Yeah, and, 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 you know, one of the things that I think is also important because I've got several clients who have little kids yeah. And working from home with little kids is, is tough. Even that with the demands on them and everything from them on you, interrupting you, you feel like you can't get done what you need to get done. Uh, gosh, even that is, is pretty hard can lead to burnout. And so I've suggested to a couple of them, you know, maybe you can arrange it. So where you could go a couple of days a week to a co-working space oh, nice. to really concentrate. Yeah. 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 Hey, Dave, I, you, like you said, we've been going for a while. I know some people like could sit here and listen for a whole hour, but I can think that we, we've probably got at least five or six more. I've got a few in, in, in my mind. I'm sure you do as well. So why don't we wrap this one up and then come back with a part three uh, on this? And I guess we're going to have to, if we've not published the other ones, it'll have to be part one of three, part two of three, and part three of three. <laughs> Sorry, folks. Thanks for your patience for staying with us. Hopefully <laughs> you're finding some value out of this. But this, this burnout topic, Dave, I think is so critically important. Because if you're feeling burned out in your professional life, I swear to God, those people that are in your personal life are recognized as well. And you're not showing up to be the best love partner, the best parent, the best friend mm. um, are in, in, in your life. Because we cannot, like someone who lied to me early on in my life, somebody I looked to as, as a mentor, who said, you got to live your life in these compartments. That is not the long-term recipe for success. Yeah, I agree. Because okay. it really, it doesn't, it doesn't work. All right. Well, this wrap up part two of part of, of three parts now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for joining us today, everyone. Remember, building a team is the way to reclaim your freedom to help you avoid burnout. And of course, we're here to help you with our course and community and our white glove service where we find a rock star VA for you. Three things we'd love for you to do. And of course, we'd really appreciate it. Um, number one, subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already done so either on your iPhone or your Android phone, just get those um, episodes directly to you so you can um, join with us easily on a, a weekly basis. And then of course on YouTube, if you're watching us there, hit the little subscribe button and click on the bell 
next to it to get reminders. And then of course, we'd love for you to give us a rating five star. That'd be awesome. If there was 10 star, do a 10 star, <laughs> but give us the max if you could. Um, but leave a comment below this video, any comment, tell us some ideas about how you've um, avoided burnout or maybe when you were close and some of the things that you did, that'll help uh, the entire audience. And it'll also help us to get the word out. And then of course, number three is go to hiremyva.com for more information on our course in community and our white glove service. And remember, even without experience, or even if you've had bad experiences, <laughs> you'll learn how to prepare for, hire and thrive with virtual assistants. Larry, um, we've helped a lot of folks. We're continuing to help more and more, yep. and we want to help you too. So just go to hiremyva.com for more information. Yep. Uh, folks, we love you. We're glad that you're going on this journey with us. Do yourself a favor. Do the world a favor. Go do something significant today. God bless you. God keep you and God hold you. We'll see you on the next one. Okay. Bye, everybody. Later, later.